I, I really thought I would be the guy that had like four plugins to help me sell my one, but I use a, a number of tools to help my plugin be successful, and that number is over 42 right now. We could do a whole show on that. Welcome to WV Tonic, episode 51. Today we have Russell Aaron, who is the lead organizer for WordCamp Vegas. And that's going to be the 19th and the 20th. In Las Vegas, too. Amazing. Uh, Vegas is in Las Vegas. Is that true? Of September. Of yes, September. Yeah. yeah, it helps stay the month, doesn't it? September. Yeah. And he is also the owner and operator of Geek Street, which is not a startup. It's been around for about five years. GeekStreetWP.com. That's right. GeekStreetWP.com. And furthermore, he is from Reno, Nevada, the place where Jonathan and I still hang out. The weather's pretty nice up here, but he's down in hot Las Vegas because of opportunity in way of going to school, what, in Eugene? Uh, correct. Eugene. Correct. Okay, so Reno, Eugene, Vegas. Okay. You ever get back up here to Reno? It's uh, Reno, Eugene, Portland, Vegas. Oh, Portland, Vegas. Still, still close enough. Um, yeah, I come to Reno all the time. Uh, every year for Hot August Night, uh, we have a 70 Mach 1 that we put in oh, nice. Hot August Night. So we've been there for a while. And uh, we go up there all the time. Uh, I like to go jump in the lake in Tahoe. I'm a big fan. Grew up around Tahoe a lot. You, you'd be surprised to hear, Russell, there's a few people who like to throw me in the lake. <laughs> I'm, I'm With a weight in the middle of it. All right. right Right, thanks Russell thanks for agreeing to come on the show like uh, Russell's been involved in the WordPress community for a number of years he has been a presenter at Reno WordCamp and he's been involved in the WordPress community in Las Vegas for a number of years and um, he's come on the show pretty short notice because um, we we thought um, he would be a, a great member of the WordPress community to kind of help us finish talking about WordPress backup, how important it is, and then go on about WordPress um, Las Vegas, which uh, hopefully WP um, Tonic will be sponsoring this year, and also give some tips, some insights to people who might be thinking of becoming a lead organizer for a WordCamp. Thanks for coming on the show, Russell. Hi, big fan. You know what? You know what it is? I'm not part of SAG, so you guys got me cheap. That's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's SAG. We've had a couple of weeks where we've extensively talked about backups, and then we had a special last week because it was our 50th episode, and sure. we had the Viking Morton from Lynda.com for two and a half hours. Yeah, uh, we're not going to do that today. We're not going to do that today, so don't, be, don't, all right, don't worry, Russell. So basically, we, we've talked about plugins. We've talked about WordPress hybrid systems like VaultPress, which is a plugin. So have you got any thoughts based on your many years of founding a support company around backup? What what plugins do you see people use that you like? And what's your basic advice around backup, Russell? The, the first advice that I always give to everybody who is starting with WordPress is you should learn how backups work first because when you make a backup and import it and bring your site back online, you're going to have to make another backup in case something goes wrong. You know, like I think backups are more important to learn than theme development, plugin development, anything along those lines because having a disaster plan is a lot better than not having a disaster plan. Um, 
I actually I have it on my wall behind me. It says backup WordPress, and then below it says make WordPress. And it reminds me every day to back it up before you work on it. You know, um, I, I back up WordPress every single day. Um, but I use a host, and the host does it for me. I haven't made a backup in like since 2011. I'll be honest. I haven't made a backup since then because my host does it for me. Um, I don't use any plugins. I don't do anything like that. If I were to use a plugin, I would use something like Backup Buddy. Yeah. Um, I used to use Backup Buddy before I got onto my host, but uh, who's they, your host? They, uh, WP Engine. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very familiar with WP Engine. Yep. So uh, I, I have made a backup in in forever, and if I need to, I click a button and it's done. You know, uh, I I can't argue with that. <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, um, I think WP Engine are a great hosting provider. Um, I choose not to host with them for other reasons. Um, I love how you segmented into that. I think they're a great host, but I chose not to go in with them. <laughs> well, um, it's just that, you know, some of the plugins there, um, they, they, it's not like most things in life, Russell, it's not black and white. They, they're a very reputable company, um, love them dearly. Um, but their plug-in policy, I understand it. It's logical, sure. it, you know, but there were some plugins that I was using and some of my clients were using that we didn't want to give up. And sure, w, w, WP Engine wouldn't support them. Um, but so, but you know, so we had to part company. But it wasn't a, a scenario where um, there was any bad taste or anything. Sure. You know, I understand that they have their policy. They've got to look after the, the bigger, broader group that they're looking after. So it's one of those situations where there's nothing wrong. But it, we we had to part company. Sure. No, fair enough. Um, they've been a sponsor of WordCamp Vegas since uh, 2011. And so uh, I, I've been a fan. I know a lot of them personally, and three of them are coming to speak at WordCamp Vegas. What? So, uh, I mean, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like <laughs> to say, um, I think, you know, um, I think they're one of the better specialized hosting providers in the field. Um, I think there's about four or five that I think are really good. Um, um, I probably, if you're using WP engine, you probably can just use them. If you're using, would your position be the same if you're using a more generic hosting provider? Probably not. You would advise that maybe the client had more, more, of a plugin, well, that are uncontrolled, probably, wouldn't you? So, when we offer support to people who are not on a managed host like that, um, I always recommend that they get some kind of backup with a host if it's available. Like GoDaddy will do Snapchat or Snapshot, so will Media Temple, stuff like that. Um, I, I always recommend that being a backup and then using something like BackWP Up, it's a free plugin. Um, and, and doing that, you know, and, and having two different kind of backups. You can never have enough backups. Dime. But but when you let the when you let the the host control it and you keep a copy, it just makes more sense than hoping one source has a copy, you know? Yeah. I think that you know, actually when was, there's a couple of my own sites that 
I I would not be happy if um, basically I've got three backups. Sure, um, sure. I've got the host. I've got my main um, backup plugin. Um, and then I've got a third-party system that also um, WP manage, manage WP. Yep. So um, I've got redundancy in three levels, and that keeps me – that means I can sleep at night, sleep hustle. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, again, I haven't personally made a backup for a while because everything we do is we, we, we build locally and then we push to like a Git repo or an SVN – and so, for whatever reason, if something goes down with a plugin, a theme, whatever, I can push that up, not a problem. As far as the database, I know my host has that covered. And, you know, um, Backup Buddy or BackWP Up or even WP to Dropbox, they're going to make that backup. So I can sleep better knowing that. But I like to, I like automation, and the less I have to do, the better. Yeah, that's great. Um, hey, Jonathan, quick question. Yes, go Okay, on. your site goes down. You've got the three redundant systems. Yep. What's going to be your first step to recover your site? Uh, my, my personal backup, you know, um, and then if that doesn't work, I would go to the hosting provider, and then I'll probably use my my managed backup. It just depends. So using your plug-in. So, so for me, I would go to whatever was the closest time date to when the yeah. site went down. Yeah. If if the host happens to be thirty seconds before it went down, I'll go to the host first. If yeah. you know my personal one beats that, then I'll use that one. I always go by time instead of by you know like preference because to me, time is the only thing. Well, besides taxes, that is infinite. <laughs> like t- time is always going to be there. Yeah. Um, so what what do you uh, think typically is the average cost cause of the of breaking a site? Yeah. Other than so, code. I, I, I love that you have this question. Um, I, I've, I've spoken at three word camps this year. I spoke at San Diego, Minneapolis, and Orange County. And um, I, I spoke about plugins versus themes and where you should put your code. Um, and I think the main problem with sites going down is just poor code. Because you can write poor code in a theme and you can write poor code in a plugin, and it doesn't matter where it is. If it's bad, it's bad, and it's going to go down. You know, um, so I, I think the main reason is just poor code. And yeah. I don't. I'm not saying poor as in you don't know how to write code. Maybe you put a period in the wrong place that can cause a site to go down. Maybe you forgot to close a function that can take a site down. It's just. It, it, a person takes it down. It's not a plug-in. It's not a theme. It's a person who writes the code that takes their site down. And what's your position? You know, you get some people which I don't. I don't personally agree with. I think. Um, I think there's a balance, but also I think it's the quality of plugins. Some people say, you know, keep, you know, they're kind of a bit religious about you know using as few plugins as possible. You know, they say, well, I, I, I've had some people say to me. We, I try and never put more than 10 plugins on the site, which I think is practically impossible because on average I'm around 20. Um, but they're all from people that I respect, I've checked, I've used a lot. I don't normally have trouble. So what's your when, when people have a kind of arboreal kind of limit, you know, we only ever put 10 on, what, what, what's your feelings about that? Um, so... Matt Mullenweg, 
the co-founder of WordPress, he has a right-hand man, and that guy's name is Otto. And Otto explained to a person at PrestigeConf, his name's Pippin Williamson. <laughs> he, uh, so he wrote EDD, he wrote uh, Affiliate WP, stuff like that, Pippin'sPlugins.com. And so Pippin explained to the crowd that Matt Mullenweg has over 200 plugins on his site. And so each plugin does something so specific, and they can, he can have that many run parallel because they're small, tiny little things that are doing one job. Um, and to me, I don't care how many plugins you have. If they're coded well, you can install the entire repository and not cause a problem. The, the thing that causes problems with the number of plugins is when you install eight e-commerce plugins. That's going to cause a problem because they all produce the same post type called products, you know, or they're, they're going to produce a same URL somewhere, something like that. But if you're using 200 plugins and they all do something very specific and different, you should be able to run those side by side without even batting an eye. Yeah, it's great. It's funny that you mentioned Pippin because he's going to be our guest next week. Nice, so, nice. Um, Very yeah. smart guy. Very smart. Um, I I sell my own plugin, and I have forty two plugins to sell a plugin. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> um, forty. I understand. I I really thought I would be the guy that had like four plugins to help me sell my one, but I use a a number of tools to help my plugin be successful and that number is over 42 right now we could do a whole yeah. show on that yeah, yeah, yeah. it does um, it does um you know if you are going to use woocommerce um i have done a few woocommerce sites um right. it does really the amount of plugins you start using on e-commerce especially woocommerce it does increase quite considerably you've got to try and keep some control over it because the fu- the functionality that the client wishes and blah 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 sure sure but but again woocommerce isn't a problem because you have 800 plugins installed it's a yeah. problem because there there might be a bug somewhere and if you actually ask pippin that next week he'll tell you the same thing um because I asked him specifically when I was working on my San Diego talk. That's the first person I went to. I consider him an authority when it comes to plugins. Oh, well, that, that's that's high praise coming from you. Because well, well, um, you are you're a pretty experienced developer yourself, so uh, that's high praise. He's one of the guys that either says yes or no to your plugin going up on the .org repo. The other one, the other lady, her name is Mika. She works yes. for DreamHost. And between both of them, they will combat and tell you the same thing, that it doesn't matter what the plugin does, as long as it's written well, it shouldn't cause the problem. Yeah, I was listening. It's funny you mean because um, I don't know where he gets the time from. When you know, I was listening to WordPress Weekly, and they were um, talking to the theme um, group, and then they mentioned that Pippin and Mika. And I just don't know where he gets the time from. Um, but what also surprised me, they were um, they were saying the amount of plugins that are just knockoffs. People take other people's code. They That's put them okay. in. A, they put them in a wrapper and they ban them in. And, um, sure. Yeah. But so um, in Orange County, Mika gave this great talk about what to do with that. And her, because of the GPL, because everything is free, 
you can take other people's code and put it in your plugin, but you should label or put a comment in your code, hey, I got this from, and at least give some kind of credit. Even though even though you're not giving a link on your site or whatever, there's you can tell when I write a plugin and then I copy someone else's code and like my code is all kind of bougie and their <laughs> code is all prefixed and like properly spaced and then it goes back to my bougie code. You can totally tell I copied that from somewhere. And that's one of the things that she pointed out, and I never thought of it like that. No, it's just courtesy, yeah. you know. It's like most things. <laughs> yeah. Some pe- some people, I I think, being courteous and trying to treat people in the way that you would want to be treated is important. Other people, it does, it's not important to them. It doesn't even register with them. So it's just a state of mind, really, isn't sure. it? Uh, um, my grandfather used to have this saying that if somebody asked you for $10 – and you loan them ten dollars, and then you never saw them again. At least you got rid of them for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's quite good, actually. I like so, that. Yeah. So, so my theory is: is hey, I write ten lines of code, and this guy never bothers me again. I got rid of him for ten lines of code. Fair enough. Have a good day. You know, same yeah. kind of thing. All right then. So, uh, I think we have had a you know basically. Uh, it's great to hear, Russell, that you think backup is you know one of the cores and i think i think it is i I totally agree with you because you learn unfortunately i've i've had to learn it the hard way and most people learn it the hard way you know that it is really important isn't it well when you start with i mean when you start with anything you're gonna be horrible at it and i don't mean horrible as in like the worst ever but you're going to have a learning curve. And so if the first thing you learn about is how to write plugins and you ruin a plugin and it takes down your site, you should have learned about a backup first. Or if you're going to get into theme development and you write a bad theme and it takes down your site, you should have had a backup first. So both of those point to you should learn backups before you learn anything else. Yeah. So before we go on to discuss um, WordCamp, WordCamp uh, Las Vegas. Um, just can I can I quickly ask you? Um, how did you get involved in the in the world of WordPress? Ooh, do you really want to go down that road? I'm kidding. Um, so I was building MySpace band layouts on the original MySpace before they went to this whole drag and drop editor thing, um, and I used to build them for bands up in Reno, and I would jump on. MySpace, and I would, you know, be like, I can't figure this layout out, and I would post the status. And a little ways down the road, a buddy of mine said, "Hey, you should look at this thing called WordPress, and you should blog about your triumphs and blog about your, you know, successes." So I got into WordPress, and I started, you know, whenever I had a problem, I would write a quick little blog about I couldn't figure out what this does or what this does, um, and. He showed up to my house one day and goes, you should make your own website now and you should use WordPress. And I had no idea you could do that. I didn't know you could install WordPress. I didn't know you could do this. And so he kind of pointed me in the right direction and I haven't slept since. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. (laughs) I, I, I mean, honestly, I'm an insomniac. I can sleep like four hours and then I can go another 36. I don't know what it is with me. I've always been that way. So when he showed me that, I mean, I it was just you know straight ahead, and that's where I, I've been ever since. 
Funny enough, my colleague, you, you, Bill, and you are very similar. But uh, no, no, uh, I need uh, sleep. I can't function without sleep anymore. One time, so I was like that. Basically, Russell, uh, so I presume from that background, you're you're one of these individuals that's taking. I'm going to use a a ridiculous remark, really, because we all rely on other people. But I was going to say that you're kind of self-taught. So you don't. I went to school. I learned. I learned C plus plus. I learned, you know, crazy stuff. I, I learned how to like actually program, program, oh. and uh, that that's what I do on on a daily job. But as far as like WordPress and blogging, I had no interest towards that whatsoever. And then it turns out it's not much different than writing a status on Facebook or writing a status on Twitter. You're just putting a couple hundred words behind whatever you want to say and. Then, you know, you write your own HTML and bam, done, you know. Now you're just adding a CMS on top of that, call it a day. And I was dumbfounded by that. I couldn't believe how simple it was to take it from this little simple HTML site I had and turn it into something I could build on a repetition and scale it quickly. So your your kind of educational background is computer science, is it? Yeah, I wanted to be a journalist. And uh, I, I wanted I wanted to be in advertising. I wanted to be that guy that knew the entire Hawaiian Tropic swimsuit uh, swimsuit model. I wanted to be that guy. You know, I knew the whole team. I spent like three weeks in the French Riviera. I wanted to be that guy. And when I got to UNR, um, the head of the English department came in and said, "If you're going to be a journalist, you have to write for both sides of the story. You have to uh, tell a compelling story. It can't be boring." And you're going to have to have your own blog because no one's going to publish your stuff. And I said, how do you build a blog? And that kind of got going that way. Yeah. So you, you went to university to train as a journalist, was that? I was Freshman year, freshman orientation, I was a journalist. So you went to UNR University? Yeah, I, I did two years UNR, two years Oregon. And then um, I was a journalist going into UNR, and then freshman orientation from there, I was a computer programmer. <laughs> yeah, for oh, the listeners, that's University of Nevada, Reno. So, correct. Yeah, it's a nice school. It's a gorgeous school. Nice school here. I just want to ask, because it's always interesting to hear how people, what their background, because um, that's one of the strengths of WordPress is there, there's a lot of different backgrounds in the individuals. Um, so um, we've got... WordCamp Las Vegas coming up um, in Have September. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the dates, Russell? September 19th and September 20th. Hopefully WP Tonic will be there. We're having some discussions about that. Um, but um, what, um, you know, obviously you you can't declare because you're still organizing it. Can you give us some idea about some of the speakers? So I had to deep dig. I had to dig really hard into our archives today. Um, I wanted to have new, fresh kind of faces. Um, not that I don't love the same people that come every year, because I love seeing my friends. Um, but to me, with WordCamp, is every WordCamp I go to. Like I said, I've been to three this year. I want to see new talks every time. Um, with that being said, I have. Uh, John Hawkins, who was the lead organizer from 2009 to 2013, 
He will be one of the presenters, and he's going to do a wonderful talk about Jetpack. He's literally going to go through everything in Jetpack in 40 minutes, as fast as he mm. can. Oh, lovely. Um, well, uh, may I ask you, what's your feeling of, what's your particular feeling towards Jetpack? I'm a fan of Jetpack for, for many reasons. Um, but for, first and foremost is anything free is cool with me. <laughs> um, and and se- second of all, going to many word camps, you get to meet a lot of them. And when you when you see how much time and effort they put into Jetpack, it's a lot of man hours, you know. And someone's going to discredit a plugin because it doesn't have this feature. I'm not okay with that, you know. Or just because, like like I said earlier, I don't care if it has 800 features. If they're coded well, it's going to do a good job. All right. And and, and for me, Jetpack does that. Right. On, on to any other speakers that you, you would like to uh, mention at the present moment? I, I, I can give you one more. Um, he's, he's a co-organizer with me. His name is Robert Gilmer. Gilmore, Gilmer, something like that. He'll correct it at WordCamp. Um, he's probably going to kill me. I kind of messed up his name. Uh, regardless, he's gonna, he is going to do this great thing on actions about hooks and filters. Um, and he kind of did a dry run of it at our last uh, Vegas meetup, you know, to work out the kinks and stuff. And I, I got to tell you, it's one of the best things I've ever seen him do. It's phenomenal. And I'm very excited to have him present, and I'm very excited to have him help me in this chaos that is WordCamp Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a good subject. Uh, I think for the kind of beginner WordPress individual that's, you know, making functions and you know making that progress. I, I think oh. that's I think that's one of the areas that causes a bit of mystery. You know, uh, actions, filters, fun, you know, and having a good presentation about that. I think will be excellent, won't it, Russell? Well, that, that's always one of the big debates that people have um, with WordCamps is the segregation between advanced and beginner. You know, the, there's always kind of a, a beginner room. There's always like a developer advanced kind of room. And this year, I plan on not telling people what's what. I just want the, them to go to a presentation. And if it's advanced and it's not for you, maybe you can pick up something and maybe you learn something, even though you don't understand what's going on. Maybe they might say something and it registers inside of you. Um, yeah. You know, or I want to encourage all the developers to go to a design talk and maybe they can develop something to make a designer's job easier or vice versa. So that's really important to me. Right. So what is there going to be any over overarching theme to the two days? Any particular? The biggest theme is The biggest theme with WordCamp Vegas this year is the actual meeting people and like creating those friendships. Our keynote speech is about creating friendships. And Ben Fox um, from Sidekick.pro, I don't know if you know about Sidekick, it's a great plugin, but he's actually going to come do a, a uh, keynote for us about how um, he started getting in and making these relationships and how it could have went south, how it, you know, like how he's very lucky he made these things, but because he made personal friendships, he was able to 
you know, weather the storm, if you will. And I think that's kind of our overall tone is creating these relationships inside of WordPress to not only advance yourself, but to keep the community moving. All right, yeah. So um, where where is it going to be held, actually, Russell? Uh, it's in Siberia, Russia. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same question. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, where, where she is? Fair enough. So it's in uh, Las Vegas. It's going to be at the Innovation Center. Not Innovation. It's Innovation, like N-E-V. They put the word Nevada in Innovation. Um, it's off 215 in the Decatur. You can go to innovation.com or what is it? It's uh, vegas.wordcamp.org slash 2015 slash org. Is this going to be a, a new um, place for the um, WordCamp this year or is it somewhere you've used before? Uh, we've used it the last three years. Right. Um, they are... First of all, the, the place is insane. There, everybody could stream Netflix at the same time, and their Wi-Fi would laugh at it. Like, wow. Yeah, it, it's incredible. They, they power some insane stuff there. Um, and they, all of the meetups are held there for the WordCamp Vegas, uh, or I'm sorry, for the WordPress meetup group. But now, almost every meetup happens there. If it's tech-related, every meetup is going there. Just 65,000 square feet, that's a huge building. It, it, well, it, it's insane. But, I mean, every room has kind of a different feel, a different theme to it, and they have multiple stages. I mean, it just it works for what we're trying to do, and they basically donate it to us. So, I oh, mean, that's great. you can't beat that. Where, where's that? Where, Jonathan's professor, where's that located again? I've got the site, the innovation site. Let's see. Sure. So it's a uh, two fifteen indicator. It's like something Edmond Street, Las Vegas, Nevada eight nine one one eight or one one three something like that. So the two. So if, if you go to the WordCamp Vegas site, it's on there. Okay. I promise. So the two days. Um, can you explain? You know, to people that might be might be their first time of coming to a word camp um is there gonna what what the difference if there are going to be any differences between the two days can you go into that a bit there's not a real difference between both days um the first day we'll have a keynote and then what we're going to do is have some speakers we'll have lunch and then we'll have some more speakers um that's kind of how it always works. But I'm going to try to have like a five-minute break between one and then a 15-minute break between another and then maybe another five-minute break. Because for me, sometimes when I see a presentation, five minutes between another presentation isn't long enough to either ask that person a question or maybe make a new friend or, you know, run down the hall to go to the restroom. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to do that. But for the most part with WordCamp, it's, it's, it's two rooms and simultaneously two presentations are going on. Um, one about like intro to WordPress, another one about outro to WordPress and then so on and so forth. And, and you, you can just bounce between rooms and learn as much as you can about WordPress. So are you are you going to adopt the kind of, um, well, I would say the traditional model where you're, you're going to have a, a, a stream that's not quite so technical and then a more 
developer focused no. stream you're not oh you're not right. no so so what's going to happen is is i might put a a welcome to wordpress intro and then i might put something like advanced right after it and then i might put something kind of intermediate after that and then i i don't want to like follow a suit kind of i don't want to say okay if you're new go in here see you tomorrow and if you're expert go in here and see you later i want everybody to mingle you know because i sat in a room in portland for uh portland word camp a couple years ago and it was in the developer room but this designer was just talking about you know she was in the audience she was kind of heckling the guy (laughs) but she was she was making wonderful points about you know hey you should design this way it makes a developer's job easier and hearing that conversation i would have never thought the two would have meshed but now that I heard the way that she described it, I think beginners can learn from advanced people just as advanced beginners, or I'm sorry, advanced people can learn from beginners. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah, the, I think that's well put, actually, Russell. The problem that I have with WordPress is that I don't like the way comments work. Like when you go read a plugin, I don't like the way comments work because somebody will just write, this plugin sucks. And the problem with that is I don't know how that person uses WordPress. I use WordPress and you use WordPress and relatively we we output the same thing. But you might use everything in a theme and I use everything in a plugin. And all you're going to tell me about why this plugin doesn't work for you is it sucks. Like I want to know what didn't work for you. Did you have eight different e-commerce plugins installed? Then I would understand why it kind of sucks. I understand. But they never offer that input. You know, so I want to help solve that by getting people together and getting developers to learn from, I, I hate calling them new people, but the developers can learn from the new people and vice versa. You know? Yeah, uh, um, I think another thing when it comes to actual code and plugin is you know really having a really clean way where if it is going to be removed that that if an individual decides that your plugin isn't what they're looking for that it can be removed cleanly and satisfactorily and not let not leave a trail. So, so, so you're you're saying that all plugins should not be my ex girlfriend who haven't like got her comb out of my bathroom for the last five years. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, fair enough. And, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I still use it every day, but you know. <laughs> you don't know what she left on it. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. I like your analogy, though. I do think plugins should remove everything. Um, there are some cases, though, with like e-commerce when you have made sales and you, you know, you have to file taxes, you have, you know, you have to file up like a business in the state, stuff like that. It does make sense to not remove that from the database. I think but, that, uh, again, that's, that's a per instance basis. You know, yeah. there should be an option. Would you like us to dump it or would you like us to keep it? You know, yeah. That's what I was going to say myself. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good question to ask Pippin. How does he feel about when plugins leave? Do you do this? I think that's very good. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you guys in the future. That's what I do here. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, Russ. Um, 
So when when do the tickets? You know, when do you think the tickets are going to be available for the the Pony Gig Show? Yeah. Wow, um, putting me on the spot, huh? Yeah. So here's the thing: is I'm going to let you in on a. Uh, I'm going to let you in on the inside. I'm going to let you backstage, if if, if you will. Um, get it? Because our whole so. <laughs> our, our whole theme is rock and roll this year, so we're doing some really cool rock and roll stuff. But um, John Hawkins, the main organizer of all of our meetups and all the word camps. He came to us a couple months ago and said, I'm burnt out. I can't kind of do it. Um, he can do it. He just didn't want to do it. Um, I stepped up and said, I want to do it. And in result of that is I had to inherit what has already been done. And not that nothing was done, but there was enough done to where I need to figure out what has already happened and then we have to test before we make it live. Um, I do want to say, hold on, what, today is what, the 22nd, 23rd? Today is the 23rd. I do want to say they will go on sale before August. That is for sure. But I want to say that they're going to go on sale like the, the 28th or the 29th of next week. So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, um, I think is a very realistic goal. Oh, well, that's a great answer. Yeah, I don't think anybody would expect, you know, for the reasons that you've explained. Yeah. I don't think anybody would criticize you if it got delayed a few days. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, hey, LA sold out, you know, to sell out on the first day, didn't it? We got tickets. Yes. yes. Well, so, well so, I am sponsoring it, Bill, so we were going to get some tickets anyway. I had tickets. Uh, I got my, well, I guess we have to sell our tickets back then, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, um, uh, drunk on. What's really cool about L.A. is um, Alex Vasquez, who is incredible, um, he gave a great presentation in Orange County just about being a person. It was nothing WordPress related. It was just about him being a person. He has been doing that for so long that he could put all of L.A. together in like a week. That's where he has a huge advantage over me when it comes to WordCamps is that he, you know, he, he can make three phone calls and have all the sponsors – all of his speakers and everything lined up. And the hardest thing he has to do is like go pick up a pack of ice day of WordCamp, you know? So what happened? Did you sell out tickets last year? Yeah, we've, we've sold out every year and, uh, it's something that, that we try very hard to do. Um, and it's, we don't increase the number of tickets because we only have a limited space, but there will be 220 tickets available and uh, they're first come, first serve. First come, first serve. Right. Um, so, because that, that, that is the difficult thing, because obviously, you know, it would be nice if you could go f- to provide more tickets, but then you've got to find another venue, and the present venue sounds really lovely, and they've been very generous, haven't they? Yeah. The, 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 they're very generous, and something that, you know, we could always offer an early bird special, and then we could have a general to the public sell. But I think just putting all the tickets up for front and first come, first serve is so much better than kind of toying with people like that, you know? So that, that's what I want to do is just come and get them, put the whole basket out, and hope people will get what they want, you know? So um, I think we go on to your experiences and, your, you know, the kind of advice that you might be able to give to somebody that might be – teaching on taking on the lead to organize their first word camp um so 
can you give some general some you know what do you think they need to understand to make the decision that they should do it or they shouldn't do it and then maybe give some tips some things that maybe people haven't thought about that you think are is important sure um First of all, I would like you to uh, to get a Reno Tahoe WordCamp back up. I think that'd be great. Um, I, I'm going to nominate you to, to to get that ball going. Um, oh, thank you, Russell. Thanks for that. Uh, so, WordCamps now versus how? <laughs> I got asked this question a couple weeks ago um, through an email. This is so much easier, by the way. Talking on talking through a microphone is so much easier yep. than writing an email. Um, but in 2009, when John Hawkins first started doing this, you know, he was like running around meeting people and getting local businesses to sponsor and getting people to donate as much as they could, you know, because in 2009, WordCamps, what they were not what they are today. You know, now with WordCamps, it's almost it's not done for you, but there's a lot of stuff you don't have to do. You don't have to chase sponsors. You don't have to chase speakers. You know, the, the hardest part about WordCamps is just getting out-of-town speakers into town, you know, because gas and airfare is so expensive. You know, like locking those people up is the hardest part about WordCamp. Everything else kind of just comes second nature. You know, well, it, it, it's... Most cities already have a have a community college. You could you know work out a deal with them, and you could get that space for relatively cheap. Um, they have classrooms and already stadium seating, and you know like UNR when we did WordCamp up in UNR, that's what we did. We took over two classrooms. They already had tables and seats. Finding venues like that for WordCamp um, definitely helps, and it takes less pressure. I'm sorry. Yeah, it takes pressure off of you, you know. That's less stuff you have to go and get. That's the biggest part about WordCamp for me is how can I utilize one place but get six things out of it instead of I have a venue and now I need to go get a caterer and a place to bring in chairs and a place to bring in tables. We found a place that has all of that in one spot. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know good transportation, hopefully um, – no, no, Vegas is bad for that. bad for that. Um, yeah. We thought we would have Uber here um, by September, and it doesn't look like that. Um, if you've been following with that, the, the taxi commissions kind of stopped that. Yeah. Um, it, it's slowly moving, but so transportation is going to be a little tricky with WordCamp this year. Um, but everything else should be just like it was the years past and the years present. Yeah. Um, well, what I meant to say, if you're looking at, if you're looking to organize your first word camp yeah. and you had a choice, obviously you, you need to consider um, people that haven't got a car. Um, if you can, um, but also the catering side, um, the, the kind of nitty gritty, you know, a bit like that, you was. That's a tough subject. Yeah. Dietary needs are a very tough subject because I'm, I'm not one to say if you are this way, we can't cater to you. I'm going to try to find a way. But again, the flip side of that is 
I only have X amount of dollars and I, you know, I can't drive five miles out of the way to get something blessed by some guy in the shack because this is how you eat your food. Are uh, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Very positive. That guy scared me last year. I'm not going back. Um, but you really uh, lived in Mount Shack there and yeah, he was yeah. blessed there. Oh, God, I'm uh, sorry. Well, what's really cool is, uh, for the most part, uh, our our lunch that we have for both days covers a wide range. It's going to be really hard to find a dietary need that doesn't suit what we're what somebody might have. Yeah, um, I can understand that. So um, I'm, I'm trying to get this kind of focus in my own mind. So basically, you know. The actual mechanics. So I think you were hinting one of the biggest stresses is getting appropriate speakers. And you, you know, you, um, we've had a discussion, and I've heard other people, other organisers say that um, WordPress.org, um, the foundation, has kind of said that they would like, you know, if you're organising a WordCamp, that the speakers were local. But then you've got the balance. Are they are they good speakers? Can they do a presentation that's coherent? And then you've got the other problem, which you referred to earlier on in this interview, that you don't you know there is a, you know there are a group of people that are very good speakers, but they do the same presentation. Correct multiple times and that if you've seen it more than once that's a little bit tedious so it's finding the have you got any kind of insights about and tips about how you find any balance there or is it impossible really you just do do the best you can i mean your your backup plan is always do the best you can um when 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 I put up the the submission to speak form, um, I put in big bold letters that I would like to see something new. Not because I'm selfish, not because I'm stingy, not because I'm a, some other name you want to call me later on down the road. It's because I want everybody to when they show up they're going to be wowed by something. You know, usually when I see a new presentation, I learn something new that I never knew before. When, when I hear another talk about like intro to WooCommerce, there's only so many things you can talk about in an intro. And I'm sure everybody else has said them. So I wanted to see something new. Now, some people totally forgot to read that part. And they submitted their same talks again. But what we did was I went to WordPress.tv, typed in their name, and I, I looked to see if they've given that presentation before. And if they, if they did, I'm sorry, pick something else or show me how it's going to be different. But I don't want that video and our video to be the same thing. I think, yeah. we, I think we're bored Bill actually Russell he's gone off well, maybe you come back maybe, bye, maybe bye. Um, no. I wanted to ask you a, a more general question Russell uh, sure. I've noticed about word camps um, yeah, how many Jonathan, word camps have you been to Jonathan before we go off that topic how diverse yeah. how, how much can you stray off of the WordPress theme in communication like you're doing one about motivation or something of that nature are you 
Say that again. How far can you stray off WordPress? Like you, like you could stray off WordPress. So, in 2012, the uh, Pagely. Do you guys know Pagely, the host? Yeah. Josh Strabell came to Vegas and he gave this great talk that's called The Many Faces of WordPress. And some guy built an entire online video game using WordPress as the back end. You know, every tree yeah. was a custom post type. Every rock was a custom post type. Before realtor themes were realtor themes, somebody had to come up with that. You could stray very far from WordPress. You can do crazy stuff with WordPress just because it's known as a blog platform doesn't mean that's all you can speak about. I've seen people use WooCommerce and never sell a thing, but they've used it because you can do some interesting things to manipulate that data. There's a lot of stuff you could talk about. I don't think we need another welcome to multi-site talk. I think you could go read about how to get into multi-site without having another talk about it again. Well, that, funny enough, Bill's question was linked to my next question um basically um obviously because the developer you know like pippin and um other well-known figures in the wordpress community it does i've noticed a lot of word camps do have a strong developer orientation but the actual audience is very diverse you get a lot of people that come to it that might be more of a design focus, but also a, a large crowd of small business owners, people yeah. just interested in general. And um, how do you balance that? Obviously, you, you just don't want a load of SEO talks, but on the other hand, um, on the it other hand... It wouldn't be the worst thing ever, right? I, I'm sure all the SEO talks could get us some SEO on the website. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> Well, well, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, because, you know, I, 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 I'm probably know more about that side of things. I'm not a hardcore developer, but um, if, I, if I'm focused and I have to do it, I, I can do a reasonable job. But I normally hire, if it's necessary, I'll hire somebody yeah. to help me. Um, but, you know, you know, I've been to yeah. some serious SEO conferences, but and it can become very quickly as almost as technical as a, a development presentation in wordpress but i think these business owners they're looking for like they, they, they want to know you know the rec, the right way of setting up wordpress the right way to hire people the right way to maybe market their business utilizing wordpress do you think that a lot of word camps really you know, how do they make that balance from a very diverse audience? And has this been one of the things that you've had to take in as you were kind of organizing um, WordCamp um, Las Vegas this year? Part of the thing is that, I mean, you could ask for whatever it is you want, but whatever feedback or whatever submissions you get, that's what you have to work out of. So every instance is very different. Um, there are times where I've seen WordCamps and they said, we're going to be a very beginner WordCamp this year. We love the developers. We love the t- talks. But we want to build our beginners up stronger to where we can get more involved with code next year. I've seen those kind of talks. I've seen those WordCamps where 
you know, they want to build up their beginners. I think it's great. What we've done here in Vegas is I don't care if it's for beginners, if it's for developers. I went off of what's, what's, what people want to know. Um, Visual Composer is big right now. It's a very big plugin. Millions of people are using it. So I don't care if it's a beginner talk, if it's a, a developer talk, if it's about Visual Composer, I want it because it's relevant to what's going on now. That's how I picked a lot of our, that's how our team picked a lot of our stuff this year is, is it relevant to what we're doing currently in this space? If somebody comes to WordCamp Vegas and hears about Visual Composer, are they going to be able to go home and find an article written yesterday or written 10 years ago? That's the difference that I want to bring to Vegas is, you know, you hear about Genesis and Genesis is great, but it's kind of older. It's kind of... There hasn't been a big advance in Genesis, so we're not going to have too many of those kind of talks this year. Whatever's relevant, like with the REST API, with the mm. brand new uh, with WP CLI using the command line, all that stuff is big right now. Those are the talks I want because they're so relevant and they're fresh. They're new, you know. And, yeah. and I think to your point, the reason why a lot of people talk about the same thing at different word camps is maybe a small part of lack of progression. Um, there's a fantabulous guy. He fantabulous, such a <laughs> word. Um, he writes for torque magazine. Are you familiar with torque magazine? Yeah. So he does a new presentation every time, but he writes a blog article first and he'll be like, Hey, I want to learn how to build an options page. So he'll go and learn how to do it, and then that's his next talk for this WordCamp. And then he learns how to build meta boxes, and then that's his talk for this next camp. He's always learning. So when I look at somebody like him, I, I don't care if it's recycled material. I know he's going to give something different from his point of view, where a lot of people will just talk about an article they read five months ago and pass it off as their own, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Um I think we're. I like to ask what maybe one other question and see if Bill wants to ask you a couple of questions. I want to ask too. Uh, yeah, uh, see if see the my, my co-host my. Um, but I just want to finish my question because you you brought it up in your last answer because um, we had a very long and interesting conversation with Morton from Linda dot com last week, and one of the um, we covered four main areas um one of those areas was the restless api and it's been talked about a lot and Morton did a i thought a superb summary of what it is and how it would affect the wordpress and he seemed to suggest not suggest but say that it will fundamentally when it does come out and you know it's really understood it will fundamentally change the what it is to be to be a wordpress developer and it will be a a fundamental shift in some way um that's quite large so what what's your feelings about the um restless api and how it's going to affect what it is to be a a wordpress developer (laughs) 
it's very interesting that you said that. Um, what one of our talks at Vegas is going to be um, extending the API um, to build mobile apps with it. And I think when you when you think about the API in terms of porting data to apps and using WordPress kind of as as the back end and letting something else other than a theme be the front end, I think that definitely changes the idea of what a WordPress developer does. But I do think that it's, I do think it's more of a tool that we're going to use. I don't think it's going to be something to be forced. Again, I think everything is a per instance basis. Not everybody is going to need to use an API. A mom-and-pop shop that sells pizza and chicken wings has no use to use an API. Maybe they do. I could be wrong. But I just don't think they need it. And I, I, I think, you know, there won't be like a split kind of parting the seas kind of thing. But I do think you will see a shift in what the term developer means when it's introduced, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think you've uh, marked your position is a bit like my own. Um, I, I, you know, uh, Moulton's was a little bit more, um, and because he's such a great guy and so experienced yeah. and that, uh, um, he might be right. But I, my position is a, very much like yours. But where it comes to the pizza wing shop, is I don't. I think you might have uh, a, devel- a development shop that specialises in wing and pizza, yeah. and they can provide a WordPress solution. Um, that has the website, but also they can supply really good uh, uh, apps for well, mobile devices. That's all part of the package at a more reasonable price, can't they? Well, now that now that I heard you say that, maybe they have an API, and maybe that API extends to a place where you know, like like Grubhub or something. You know, they could sell. Maybe that's how they help it. So we're not there yet. We don't know. It could change. The API could take a turn and it could do something else. So the, the real answer is we don't know, but I think it's going to be a good tool if it suits what you're doing. Yeah. All right. And Bill, you got any questions for Russell? No, other than, uh, you know, you, you brought up a lot of good points. Russell enjoyed looking forward to making it down. Hopefully make it to Las Vegas. We should, we're going to be in, uh, are you, by the way, are you going to be in uh, Los Angeles? I don't want to lead anything, but yes, yes, I, um, I will, I will be in Salt Lake City the weekend before Vegas yep. WordCamp. I will be in Vegas WordCamp. I hope, and uh, no, I will be there, and I will be in LA. Okay, very good. So and we're uh, be there. Hopefully, be Las Vegas. And, but, and you always uh, say you brought one political question. Uber, I, you know, amazing. This state is like so controlled by the special interest; it drives me nuts. Now, Uber has um, just taken away choice from. You know, people. So, how, I mean, it drives me nuts. That's one thing it drives me nuts about Nevada. So I, I shouldn't tie, say that, but I can tie the Uber thing going on with Nevada to what's going on in WordPress. Um, this is good. This is very good because Nevada basically it's the state level. It's all across the state, but even the councils, city councils, things of that nature. So, I'm very big on trademarks, and I'm very big on if. If this is your property, somebody should ask you to use it before they just go and do it. No, you're saying they should. Okay. So I definitely think the state is right to say Uber has to pass all these things 
before they can get let in. I, I agree with them there. But yeah. at the same time, if you go to a Portland or a San Diego right. or LA. Indianapolis or L.A., I could have Uber there in three minutes where, I'm sorry, your taxis take an hour to get to my house because I don't live on the Strip and I will never live on the Strip. So I think, you know, they, they, there should be a rush for Uber to get here to Vegas. Yeah. I know the mayor, mayor of Reno wants Uber here. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Hillary Shive, right? Hillary Shive, yeah. So she spoke at WordCamp in 2013. Yeah. Um, I think she was a keynote, and she's, she's fantastic, by the way. Um, she has a lot of very good things to say, and I think that if she has her way, Uber could get pushed in yeah. faster. But how this ties to WordPress is you look at the thing that's going on with Thesis, and it's the same thing. I'm very big on trademarks, and I think you know they should have just asked the kid for thesis first before they did what they did. But now we have WP drama going on, and you know I, I stand behind the guy that has the trademark, but I also understand moving forward and getting a rush. You know, I I, I understand both sides of that. Well, you know, you can pass that to other technologies. Basically. Uber is based on a new technology that's changing things and making it better for the consumer. Unfortunately, yeah. the taxi cab license and driver, you know, has to compete, and they can't compete against the Uber model very well. You because they, they, and they, and they, of course, they control the councils and the politicians. Yeah, well, you know what it is for me is it, it's kind of like you have employees who don't want to work. They kind of want to fumble their way and get paid for doing the least amount of work. And then you hire in this new kid who's ready yeah, to work hustle. 18 hours, 19 hours a day. That's kind of what I feel like it's what it's what it's about. You know, you have this new company and they want to help people get yeah. to the strip. And I would like to see them do some kind of research by saying if we got them to your casino 10 minutes earlier, maybe they spend 20 more dollars. I would like to see them fight this argument that way and then see Las Vegas say, hey, we can make another $100 million, bring them in. You know what I mean? I think if they fought it that way, it would be very yeah. smart instead of you know arguing over a law that was written 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah, well, they're probably not going to allow them on the strip, but it really supports the people around there. By the way, quick commercial, episode 71 of Timelines of Success, Hillary Sheevy entrepreneur and candidate for mayor i interviewed her so nice yeah she's she's very she talked about uber and that she wants uber in she talks about she, her she's very smart she has her head in the right place and any decision she makes even though i'm not in nevada or uh, i'm sorry i'm not in reno i support well maybe she'll, she'll be the next governor i i, I she could run for senate I, you know, yeah. I would get, I would get behind her just because I've heard her views on a lot of things, and not that I'm I'm, I'm for it. It's just that it's what I believe she said. You right. know, right. I'm a big fan on that. Yeah, and that leads us into technology because Jonathan and I talk about this from time to time. That's sort of my side note. I do a show called Politics Success. Nice. Is, you know, why do some cities succeed when some cities don't? What's What's the key behind Silicon Valley? What's you know, we love Reno, but you know, Reno. Yeah. You know, one last question, Jonathan, if you don't mind. You went down to Las Vegas. You didn't come back to Reno, your home. You know how nice it is here. I, I would be there in a heartbeat. Like, if, if you would let me come sleep on your couch, I would be there tonight. Jonathan and I, I talk would, about this all the time. I know what you're talking about. Go, keep on going. I, I would drive eight hours nonstop through Tonopah to get to your house. I would be there in an instant. Um, 
the thing with that is, is when, when I left Oregon to come down to Vegas, there is a really high unemployment rate. And what we were doing, we could hire people rather quickly. And that's why I chose Vegas. Um, Bigger the, city. Yeah, the, the Zappos was still here, but they weren't Zappos like we know them today. Uh-huh. Um, the whole Vegas tech scene, you know, that's only in the last three, four years that that took off. Before I came to Vegas, there wasn't a huge tech scene. It was purely numbers from the way I did business that drove me here. Now, you guys up there have the Reno Collective. You have Colin mm-hmm. Lores doing some incredible stuff with the Space Apps Challenge and stuff like that. I would be there in a heartbeat if I wasn't so deeply invested in Vegas already. Yeah. It's a lovely place to live. So anyway, interesting. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know what? You know what I love about Reno is you could get from Boomtown all the way out to the Alamo in like eight minutes. Oh, I know. It's amazing. I, if I drive more than you 15 minutes, it's terrible. Oh, I know. Like, um, I used to work uh, when uh, it was the Hilton. I used to work in front of there at the Ultimate Rush. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I lived all the way out in Cold Springs, and I could be there in like oh, yeah. eight minutes flat, you know? Like, that's what I miss about that city is I could see my friends without having to drive 45 minutes through a thousand degree weather. Uh, uh, you know, you're 100% right. I, I live uh, Mayberry, which is McCarran in uh, a Highway 80s area. It's nice. I, I, downtown I takes talk, a few minutes. Yeah, I used to live on Man McCarran. I used to shoot that, or I used to shoot, uh, um, uh, what is it, King's Row all the way down. Yep. I used to shoot both those, you yep. know, and I miss those roads very much. I, I never thought I would say that about King's Row, but I miss that road very much. Yeah, yeah, somebody did a great job laying out Reno for getting around. It's amazing. And then compared to Las Vegas, <laughs> Highway 15. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, You know, it's a nightmare. And something I never realized, what's really cool, what makes Reno so important to me is Interstate 80 stretches across the country. I know. I I get to drive on the same road in Interstate 80 that's, you know, in Reno that somebody in Ohio is driving on Interstate 80. I've never been on I-80 that was not in Nevada until I went to Michigan. We drove down to Ohio and I was on I-80 and I went, this is weird. Like it is I, weird, isn't it? I feel like I'm cheating on Reno here, you know, like, cause I didn't know it stretched that far. I mean, I was, I was a kid, but still like, I didn't know it stretched that far. And now seeing that Reno is a major stop on a major highway across the country, it kind of makes me miss Reno even more now yeah. that I'm even talking about it. That's I miss very Reno good. Even more. Well, that's a good way to finish up. So we'll have to have uh, a word camp up here for you. Right. You Russell, know, um, let's thank plan you for it. I will help. Uh, okay. Thanks, Russell. You've you've been a great guest, and um, and um, you've given a lot of insights about um, Las Vegas WordCamp coming up. You like, you like to give the two dates again, Russell, when it's going to be held. I can give you two dates, or I can give you the actual two dates. The actual two dates. Let's so make us, uh, Mike. <laughs> um, so it's going to be September nineteenth and September twentieth of two thousand fifteen. Uh, registration will start at 8 a.m. and uh, the keynote will go on Saturday at 9 a.m. sharp. And we, we would both like you uh, like to say, you know, we know that it's a fun task, but we also know that 
is a lot of effort and time. So we would like both me and Bill would say that, you know, thank you for yeah. volunteering to Very be welcome. the leader. And it's people like you that, have, that are the kind of bedrock of WordPress. And it's one yeah. of the reasons why it's such a great community and we appreciate your efforts, yeah. Russell. One closing thing. Nice looking word, word, WordPress site on geekstreetwp.com. And nice, nice favor con. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You know, what's funny about that is we started by saying we were going to build a new website for that when we hit X amount of users. And it's easier to build small pieces of functionality and change it that way instead of rip everything down and put up a maintenance page. So it used to be a lot different, but not really, if that makes sense. <laughs> we should talk to you about your pricing table. Nice luck. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, the, it, you know what it is? It, it's all tables. There's no plugins. Wow. There's no HTML. It's all tables. Wow. <laughs> all right. well, whatever. whatever works. That's totally, what about. That makes sense. I understand. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. It, it, it's, a, it's a great plugin. If you go view the page source, you can uh, yeah. Uh, oh, are you kidding? That's I possible. did. I actually, I pulled up your plugins and started looking at them. And um, yeah. I know you, lo- you know, the Jetpack is there. That's for sure. It, jetpack will be on every Everything. site that I do simply because I I trust them. Even though Pippin Williamson himself will tell you, don't trust me because I've broken stuff before. I trust Pippin wholeheartedly, and I'm the same way with Jetpack. I don't think they would do anything wrong. I do think they can get something wrong, but I don't think they would yeah. deliberately do this to allow code in, you know, bad code into my site. That's I good. trust them wholeheartedly. So Jetpack, I, I, w- I have a Jetpack t-shirt. Yeah. I'm not wearing it, but I, w- I will put Jetpack on anything. Sounds oh, good. Yeah, Ru- thank you, Russell. Thanks for the show. And yep. uh, you've, you've been a great guest. Thanks, Russell. Hold on for a couple seconds. Yeah. Okay, we're off the podcast, but we're still on on. How was that, YouTube. Russell? Uh, on YouTube. It'll be on YouTube. Yeah. What do you reckon, Russell? I think we covered a lot of good stuff there. No? <laughs> yeah, I, no, I was just, just going to leave you hanging. Uh, no, um, I think we talked about a lot of good things. I think we got to make a, a lot of good points. And you know what I like is not that people are wrong, but again – the truth of the matter is, is you use WordPress completely different than I use WordPress and your opinion is going to be different than mine and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people see that and they're like, oh, well, he says don't use this many plugins. <laughs> well, you, again, you don't know how he uses WordPress. You have no reason why he says don't use that many plugins. Where I'm the opposite. I say install them all. The more, the merrier, you know? <laughs> well, I think you just have to follow common sense and learn. And it's always best to learn from other people that are giving you good advice and having a group. You know, I think if you're a business owner and you're relying on your website, even if you're not going to get involved in that much in coding, I think going to the WordCamp, going to a WordPress meetup, if there is one, in your town you know um one of the problems of reno is that i'm you know i'm trying to build this maintenance company and also i've got this other company that um it's just been running sass this sass that's taken me over a year to code up um and i've been involved in the wordpress group 
for a couple of years. So is Bob. And um, Mike Fitzgerald still supports yep. it quite heavily, but he's very busy. Um, and we have we have tried to get the numbers up. And I, I, you know, I was with Mike's help. I was running it, and I've had to cut back a lot because I've got these two companies, and I'm doing client work as well. Um, and it, 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 we just couldn't get the numbers up and the involvement of people. We couldn't get a nucleus of people. I'm and sure we just, do okay with people coming here for it because it's a nice destination yeah. spot. Yeah. But we just oh, couldn't get the nucleus yeah. of people to really where we felt that, you know, it wouldn't be because I, I just cannot spend, you know, two, three months, you know, a couple of months at the present moment doing mostly organizing a <laughs> word camp. Um, I, I just can't do it. No, no, sure, fair enough. Um, but but the good part is is a few things. Is You have Andrea Middleton at the foundation, and she, you can ask her any question, and she will help you. You have somebody processing all your payment, like Cammie, yeah. so you don't have to do that. The hardest thing you have to do is organize some speakers, organize some room. But even then, like I find myself at night thinking, how could I do this? How could I do that? What if we did it like this? Oh my God, that's a good idea. That's my problem. It's not the actual word camp itself. I am my problem. You know, like I just need to throw a dart on a wall and pick that option and go. <laughs> I, think, I think the fundamental thing, obviously, is that at the end of it, do you won't be able to please everybody, but at right. the end of it, do you see a lot of smiley faces at the end of, of the of the weekend? Do you get the vibe that a lot of people got something out of it and they um, um, they enjoyed it, basically? You know, and if that's the case, it's a success, isn't it? Yeah, you know what the best part is? Is when people show up to the meetup and we talk about whatever the hell topic we want to talk about because nobody gives us a suggestion. Nobody says, I would like you to talk about child themes. <laughs> no, they don't, if, do they? <laughs> if they did, I would do two hours of child themes for them, but nobody shows up to do that. So what we do is every quarter, every three months, we take one of those sessions at the meetup and we say, bring us your questions. I don't care what it is. I'm not going to write code for you, but I'll tell you the solution. Yeah. I'll tell you how you need to figure it out. And seeing them walk away with that sigh of relief that they didn't know how to make a backup and now they have five backups, that's what's really worth it. That's why I put my time into the meetup group, you know. That's what makes it worth it. So doing this, it's my first year running it. I've never really had that satisfaction of seeing people smile because I did it. I, I was a contributor. But this year, I think watching people walk away with a smile will be something like, I did something right, you know? That's good. That's All good. Right. So hopefully we'll, we will be meeting you um, at the thing. You're getting back to me. Um, but I think you've been a great guest and I think you've been well having the right website can be a game changer it is your platform and with website hosting marketing design all being critical parts of the equation it can be a daunting task but there's good news you don't have to spend months learning WordPress list building and SEO for your podcast website get up and running fast we have the solution 
Join Podcasters Home today, and for a limited time, we'll set up your website hosting, list builder, and create a custom podcast website. Go to podcastershome.com forward slash July, or call me at 775-233-8065, and until close of business, July 31st, 2015, get 25% off membership and website podcasting services. When you have your website and podcast up and running and you're ready to take it to the next level as well as reduce the stress of managing your WordPress sites, let Jonathan and his team do all the hard work. Go to wptonic.com forward slash services to see how Jonathan's programs can save you hours each month and keep your WordPress site optimized and up and running smoothly. 